0: Hey, Digging Deeper fans, this is Stu from the Inroads podcast. Before we get you to our conversation, I wanted to share some news with you. We've started our fall donor drive, and now is your chance to get a gift for your reoccurring donation to Appian Media. Everyone who gives a monthly gift of $10 or more will be shipped this great gift. You can go to appianmedia.org donation to learn more and to make your monthly reoccurring donation. I'll share what the gift is a little later in the podcast. Now, let's get you to the show. He's a gospel preacher and has been a student of the Bible for decades, and we were there when he visited Israel for the first time. Today on the podcast, we hear from Ralph Walker as he shares some observations from the Bible lands. Welcome to Digging Deeper the podcast where we talk about the geography, archaeology, people, and cultures of the land of the Bible. By exploring these areas, we hope to broaden your understanding of the biblical narrative. You can learn more about all of us here at Appian Media and watch our free video series at www.appianmedia.org. Before we start today, we want to talk about our sponsor, Memo Marketing. Recently, Appian Media has teamed with Memo Marketing to update our website as well as provide a number of other marketing ideas for helping us to promote the work that we are doing. We're happy to have them on board and we'll say more about them later in the program. Today, we want to talk about the the joy of teaching uh, others about the land.
1: How long is this episode? I mean, this could take all day.
0: It could. Um, We could just make this the entire season if you
1: want. That's right. Okay.
0: Because I know uh, our poor wives... They just roll their eyes when they see us at the back of the room. Oh, yeah. You know, we're somewhere, and someone started talking about Israel or the Bible and geography and weather, and we're the last ones out the door.
1: Oh, yeah. No, no, that happens all the time. That happens all the time to me, yeah.
0: But uh, it's something that we both enjoy, and part of that is because we've been there. And uh, you kind of see it when someone has been over there. They have a joy and a love. There's this change that seems to come over them. Right, right. I I know with you, that's kind of— what started all of your your tours. Yeah,
1: that's right. I, I I wanted to go over there and uh I was actually encouraged by my parents to go over there and actually did in two thousand ten. And um once I went over there and saw it, I, I'm a real visual learner. I love to travel and I love the Bible and I love to teach the Bible. And so uh leading tours was kind of the natural, I don't know, merging of all those passions in life. And so Uh, Yeah, I've been fortunate enough to be able to lead a number of tours over there in the last uh, seven or eight years, and I really, really enjoy it. And I have enjoyed watching you do it. I remember right before
0: you started, just us talking about where you're going to go and kind of debriefing when you came back. But this last uh, tour in July of 2019, we both were over there. Right. And we got to go over with Ralph Walker, and you have known him longer than me, so...
1: Yeah, I met Ralph probably, um, oh, I don't know, probably 25 years ago. Uh, We were both working for a small... uh, two-year college, Florida College in Temple Terrace, Florida, and we had different roles. I kind of worked in the admissions department, but he worked uh, in marketing, public relations, kind of alumni affairs, uh, but our paths crossed a good bit, and so there was a lot of things that we did uh, together, and so uh, we became fast friends. Uh, we both uh, we both love Andy Griffith, and so... Uh, I think everybody does. Yeah, I think so. Everybody does as well, but we, we, we enjoy talking about all kinds of things, including the Bible, and so... I went over there and led a tour this last July, and as I said, you were with me, and uh, we had a great time, but but Ralph was able to go over there with me as well, and uh, it was such a joy to have him with us because uh, uh, for the people who may know Ralph, uh, he is a preacher in the Tampa area, but he has a a larger-than-life personality, and, and, and he just loves people, and people love him, so it was a joy to have him on the tour.
0: My son was there with us, and just uh, tell you about Ralph— one morning at breakfast he was with the two teenagers on the group rapping and singing
1: songs with him at breakfast. <laughs> yeah. Okay. See that that's typical of being around Ralph. He's just he's just absolutely fantastic. But this was his first time to Israel. And so he he was now being able to look at it with kind of different eyes. Yes. And he was seeing things a little bit differently. And so yeah, the night that you and I got to sit down and talk with him was was fantastic.
0: Uh, One of the questions that we asked him that we want to talk about today is uh, what impressed him most about the land? And so, uh, Craig, if you don't mind pulling up that uh, audio.
2: One of the major things that hit me is how vitally important water is in this land. I mean, from the time we started up in the north and we saw the headwaters of the Jordan, and then it was almost every place we went it was and here's a cistern and here's a cistern and here's a spring and here's a water supply because this is a pretty arid place and without a lot of water i guess it flows with milk and honey but it doesn't flow with a lot of water you know so they have to store it everywhere and i think i just never thought about that i think i would have probably come to that conclusion if I'd thought about it long enough. But that was a first impression. Water is so vital. And it's kind of cool how the Jordan runs down to the Sea of Galilee and then that runs down to the Dead Sea and it almost runs through the middle. It's like the spinal column, liquid spinal column of Israel and then everybody's pulling off of it everywhere they can to store it up. So that that was a that was a really helpful insight that i had not had before how important water is and then you know then that that affects the way i view passages because then when i read passages in the psalms that talk about how water is compared to the word or to the blessing of god or jesus says i'm the living water it it means more if you're thirsty Yes, and and it you know so for us who we have we've got so much stinking water in America. I mean, we everybody carries it around all day long to say I'm water. I mean, big deal. I don't need that. I've got plenty of it. So there are passages that kind of you have aha moments. Right. But you now see how it relates to the people who originally heard that. Not Americans in our culture, water laden yeah. culture. So that yeah, it was one thing um, that really hit me that way.
0: And that's something that you take for granted when you've been over multiple times. You, you kind of lose some of those aha moments because you've already had them. But it was so wonderful to be able to, to see him and talk about that moment.
1: Right. And, and water over there is so interesting because, um, as you know, I have a weather background. And so this is something that I'm really kind of interested in as well. But uh, the the land of Israel basically has two seasons. They have the rainy season and the dry season. We read about that in Scripture, actually. The rain begins falling in October and stops falling in late April or May. Between late April and October, you're getting no rain. And so all of the water that you need uh, for the entire summer, you better have gathered it. So that's why, as Ralph said, when you're going around there, you see not only uh uh, the rivers and things that flow around the land, but also the cisterns that hold water for people to use. And some of those cisterns are just massive.
0: When, when you get to go in and see some of them, it just amazes me that
1: you can have a storage device that big and Fill it up, right? There's, I mean, you can actually walk through them. They're so big. I mean, it's not just a a hole in the ground. I mean, it is, but it's almost cavernous in size. Uh, You know, the one that we have, both you and I've been to down at Masada. I mean, it—that's literally the size of half a gymnasium. It's so big, and it's on top of a rock that you would have to have
0: carted the water up to. Yeah, that's right. have had to carried it up this snake path to get up there, and so that even just is more astounding. Water in, in that country. Uh, it is so important. And thinking about just passages throughout the Bible where water
1: was important, even to the point of arguments. Absolutely. I mean, you, you look at the story of uh, Abraham and Lot, the whole argument there between their flocks was over water. They needed ways to provide water to the family, and to the flocks. And so, of course, Abraham said, uh, Lot, you choose which way you want to go. And what was Lot's decision? He looked down into the Green Valley. He went for the water. That's right. He went exactly for the water. And so that's exactly what you see in that story, not only a bunch of other stories throughout the Bible.
0: Oh, yeah. You think about Abraham and Abimelech uh, fighting over wells, and then later Isaac and Abimelech, who may or may not have been the same, but probably just more of a title, right? um, but fighting
1: over the same wells. And, uh, you know, like, for instance, when Saul was chasing David, uh, after David had kind of gained some popularity after his battle over Goliath, David is in the area around by the Dead Sea, and of course, he goes to Engedi. And why does he go to Engedi? It's simple. There's water there. That's exactly right.
0: Well, not only David, uh, when Jehoshaphat, yeah. uh, later one of his descendants, uh, their country, Israel, was being invaded, where did the Moabites and the Ammonites stop? They stopped in Engedi
1: because they had an army and they needed water. Right, exactly. And uh, Uh, Another one real quick is when uh, the Assyrians were about to attack Jerusalem, Hezekiah, one of the things he says in the Chronicles is, why should the Assyrians come and have access to our water? And so he immediately had his men dig a tunnel underneath the city of Jerusalem and pool up inside the city wall. And, of course, we kind of know that now as Hezekiah's Tunnel. And, you know, to walk through that tunnel today is amazing because uh, water still flows through it. I mean, it comes out of the Gihon Spring and flows downhill to where that pool is. That and the way they dug it uh, is just impressive. Yeah, it's unbelievable coming from different sides and we're able to meet in the middle. And they're at least 100 feet or so underground. It's amazing. Probably my favorite place, and I haven't even been there. (laughs) Um,
0: is the Romans in the uh, 2nd century to supply water to the Decapolis had an aqueduct that they they did in about uh, 80 miles, and 40 miles of it was above ground, but they actually had three tunnels, one of which was 40 miles long. Wow. A 40-mile tunnel that the Romans dug in the 2nd century to bring water from Syria down to the Decapolis. Wow, that's amazing. And this is the part where we need to take a break uh, to have a message from one of our sponsors. Is your business in need of a website redesign or even a brand new website altogether? We want to take a moment to tell you about our sponsor for the Digging Deeper podcast, Memo Marketing. They're a full-service marketing company that can take care of all of your company's marketing needs, including websites.
1: Yeah, Appian Media used Memo Marketing uh, for our website upgrade, uh, and it, it really could not have gone better. We needed some fairly complex things on our website. We needed... Uh, video plugins. We needed e-commerce platform because we were trying to sell things. We wanted people to be able to download things. We wanted people to be able to watch these videos. And working with with Matt and his whole team over at Memo Marketing, uh, they were fantastic. They worked with us on the design, the implementation, the functionality. And uh, ever since we, the website has come up, any need that we had, we called them immediately. They helped us.
0: I'm very happy with our website. It's such a great resource for people who study the Bible. If your company's looking for a new website, check out Memo Marketing. You can learn more at memomarketinggroup.com. That's memomarketinggroup.com. Okay, Barry, we asked Ralph multiple questions. Um, We asked him that now that he's been over to the uh, country of Israel, what will he try to impress upon people in his classes that he uh, has about the land? And so, Craig, if you don't mind uh, playing Ralph's answer
2: I think, first of all, I would tell, and I've I've made this a practice in my preaching, in other aspects, um, every detail has some purpose, and don't ignore that. So when you see words like went down, went up, crossed over, try to visualize what it was they crossed over or went through. Um, Try. try. And if you can't visualize it, go back and study, read and and do some research, because my guess is that has some significance and some play in the story itself. We have been told that again and again and again on this trip, rightly so. Barry has said, read carefully, read carefully. Every bit of this has significance and i have i have begun to realize i think in a in a little deeper way than i have before geography plays into all this i think we all know it when we hear the story the good uh, the good samaritan he went down from jerusalem to jericho that there's an elevation thing and that elevation usually means switchbacks which means thieves can hide in those areas a lot easier But there are a lot more stories that have that kind of impact of geography that we probably pass over and look over. So I I would probably tell people, I'll tell you what I don't, I hope I don't do, is to say, well, you just can't know unless you've been there. I don't think that's fair to do to people. And I don't think God intended a universal gospel to be so dependent on being right here in this land. Nothing about our salvation is dependent on our having been in this land, but... Just like the more I read, the better I understand, the more I see, the better I can understand. And so even like videos, like Appian Media has put out or other groups have put out, those videos are important and helpful to see the land. I keep waiting for Ariel America, the group that does those videos tv shows where they fly over each state in the united states for a whole hour i keep waiting for them to do aerial israel because i w- i would love to see that he brings up the
0: point barry about every word being important every word in the bible matters yeah and i know we've both had those conversations before oh yeah
1: oh absolutely um i mean i think uh there's a reason that the words that god has given to us are there and I don't think God and the writers of the of the Bible uh were wasting words. I mean I think every single word does matter. Things like going down to Jericho and up to Jerusalem. Tell me a little bit about how how is that down and up? Well the uh obviously there's a huge elevation difference between Jerusalem and Jericho. Jerusalem sits about twenty seven hundred feet above sea level. Uh Jericho sits about eight hundred feet below sea level, and so that's a difference of elevation of about thirty five hundred feet. And the as the crow flies, that's only about twelve miles. and so uh, so think about a city or a location that's twelve miles from where you are, but then imagine that same location thirty five hundred feet below where you are. And that kind of gives you an idea of the of the elevation difference there. But a lot of the things that we read um, with these small details uh, where just like what Ralph mentioned, the up to Jerusalem down to Jericho. I've I've often wondered if it would be possible to actually draw a map of Israel okay. based solely on the geographical descriptions that were given in the Bible. Hmm. You know, for yeah. instance, you know that uh, you go up to Jerusalem from Jericho, so there must be a hill going up yeah. there. Uh, what are some others here? Going down to Caesarea. Right. Going down to Caesarea from Jerusalem. So you know that okay, you must you must go downhill from Jerusalem down to Caesarea. Um there's a verse in the in the gospels that discusses Jesus leaving Nazareth when he grew up in Nazareth and then he went down to Capernaum. So for instance, Capernaum must be at a lower elevation, and it is. Yes. And so I've often wondered I wonder if it'd be possible to kind of gather up all those little um Prepositional phrases that are in the Bible, and use that uh, to build
0: a map. I think that's a a task that we need to assign one of the younger <laughs> okay. groups
1: of kids to do for the for the our Bible classes next quarter. Expect that that, that job to come to your way.
0: I'm actually teaching the high school
1: class okay. on evidences, so well, see, I'll probably that, have to do it. That's right, it's exactly what's going to happen. But I tell you another funny thing that I read a couple of years ago. Uh, every year, there's a there's a uh, marathon in Jerusalem, and I, I used to run when I was in high school, and I love road races. Now, I, I, I can't run anymore. That's just no <laughs> way. There's no way. But they have marathons, of course, all over the country, and there's a marathon in Jerusalem, and it's gotten to be very, very popular. Tens and thousands of people run it. And a couple of years ago, the guy who won the race, he finished, and of course, they had the post-race interview, and he said, boy, I didn't realize that Jerusalem was so hilly. Yeah, That was that was a quote that he said. And uh, as soon as I heard that, I thought, well, maybe he would have if he had read his Bible. Yeah. I mean, because you even have phrases like going up to the temple, you know, where Jesus talks about going up to the temple. And so uh, Jerusalem itself is a really hilly place. But, it, you know, if he would have kind of used his Bible as a training manual for the marathon, he may have been better prepared for it. In this
0: day and age, It's a lot different, actually. A lot of areas have been filled in, so it was probably even more hilly at the time of Jesus. I've read uh, an article that mentioned the Kidron Valley being 60 feet higher today than it was
1: back in Jesus' time. That's exactly right. But it's important, I think, to realize, too, that exactly what Ralph said is that every single detail in the Bible matters.
0: Traveling to Israel with someone is always a very interesting experience but especially if that person has been a student of the Bible for a long time. Traveling with Ralph was just such an experience for both of us. We both have known Ralph for a long time. You've obviously known him a lot longer than I have. And we both know he has a love for God's word that's extremely strong. In addition to that, he just has that love of people that we mentioned. And I'm glad my son got to to see it and experience that. Ralph also has a desire to teach people about God. And so this trip for him was not a vacation, um, but it was really more of a fact-finding mission to further his knowledge, to add to his database, to broaden his understanding of the biblical text. Some people, I think, would look at how much Ralph has uh, studied and say, well, he he studied the Bible long enough. He's kind of arrived. You know, you, you could stop studying. I feel that anyone who can read the Bible and learn about God, they can learn about salvation easily. It's not hard or secretive. But to fully know the Bible, to see really the multiple layers that are there, uh, the connections, the themes, and really the intricacies of the text, that can take and should take a lifetime of study. And most of us don't live in the lands of the Bible. We uh, don't speak those languages. None of us have the opportunity to live in that time period or that culture. And so to appreciate and understand, it takes time and study, and whether you're doing that through personal study or through trips. And that's really been one of the goals with us at Appium Media, is to help people better understand the lands of the Bible and the details of what they read. I commonly tell people what Appium Media does is give color to the black and the white that they're reading. Can you go to heaven without being in the lands and knowing much about the lands of the Bible? Yes, you can. But will it help you appreciate the Bible narrative better if you have more knowledge? Once again, absolutely. And so, What was neat is on our trip, Ralph was constantly asking questions, and he is a lifelong learner. And I think about the Apostle Paul. He was a lifelong learner. Even at the end of his life, in 2 Timothy 4.13, he's asking for the parchments to be brought to him. So if you could accuse anyone of arriving, not needing to study, it would have been the Apostle Paul. But he was still desiring to study at the end of his life. And thinking about... Ralph, thinking about the Apostle Paul not wanting to stop learning, that is something that we shouldn't want to stop either. We should want to be lifelong learners.
1: The Digging Deeper podcast is a production of Appian Media. We're a nonprofit media production company that's 100% crowdfunded. If you're interested in learning more about how you can support Appian Media so we can continue to create more great free content, visit us at appianmedia.org slash diggingdeeper. If you'd like to reach out to us you can reach dan at dan.kingsley at appianmedia.org or you can reach me at barry.brittanelle at appianmedia.org we would love to hear from you and answer any questions that you may have dan and i are in front of the microphones but it takes many more people to produce this podcast so special thanks go to craig Stuart, and jet and the rest of the appian media team who are all doing their part to make this podcast a success join us next time as i corner dan because I want to ask him about his vast medical background and what we can learn about medical topics and our study of the scripture. In all honesty, I have to admit, I'm really looking forward to it. Until then, thank you for joining us, and we look forward to being with you on the next episode of Digging Deeper.